There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm David Marsland and this is The Leader. While Boris Johnson's away in Scotland, annoying the First Minister there with what Nicola Sturgeon's calling an unnecessary journey to see a vaccine plant, what better time for us to have a nosy around number 10 Downing Street, or more accurately number 11, since the PM and his fiancée Carrie Simmons actually lived there with the Sunaks next door. Freddie Gray, deputy editor of The Spectator, has written a piece for the Evening Standard looking at the inside story of how Boris and Carrie are coping with lockdown. It's a great read, which you'll find at standard.co.uk, and he's also with me now for the podcast. Freddie, I wanted to start by looking at the dynamic between the PM and Carrie Simmons. They often seem like quite different people. Are they having differing ways of getting through this pandemic? Well, I, I don't think they are differing, in the, but it's just the, the sort of sadness of the experience is almost intensified because he is the Prime Minister and she's his fiance. I did find doing the piece was actually quite a sad experience because there was a David Cameron gang, there was a there was a Tony Blair gang, there was even a Gordon Brown and Theresa May gang in in their weird ways. And they enjoyed the sort of the 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 fruits of power, the sort of social fruits of power. And it's all a bit disgusting, all that stuff. But it's interesting and it's how the world works. Whereas now you've got Boris who's this slightly loner figure. He doesn't really have friends in a normal sense. He certainly doesn't have a gang a Westminster gang, and then Carrie, who very much is a Westminster person, who's a real Westminster operator, but she's sort of not able to operate because everybody's socialising just by phone now. So while Boris Johnson's off in Scotland using that prime ministerial privilege to get away from Downing Street, at least for a little bit, what is Carrie getting up to? Well, she could clearly have quite a lot of influence over the government. I mean, we saw that in the uh, ousting of of Lee Kane and Dominic Cummings, you know, that, that sort of the, the power struggle that had been rumbling on for a while came out, spilled out into the open. And I think she has a lot of friends in the media. And I think there was a, a sort of on D, a, a kind of the word went round that once Kane and Cummings had gone, that number 10 was going to sharpen up its act and that the comms business was going to get a lot better. The problem was, is it's not a problem of communication. It's a problem of the pandemic. And the government has definitely made very big mistakes during the pandemic. Most governments have. It's a very difficult thing to govern during a pandemic. And it's not just a case of the communications getting better. So I think this sort of idea that Carrie could oversee government comms and it would all get a lot sharper, I think was slightly 
pie in the sky. I do think it's important to remember that there has been genuine drama at Downing Street during this pandemic. Boris Johnson caught COVID-19. He had to go into hospital. There was at the time, a lot of concern about his health. He now says he's recovered, but we're hearing there may have been longer-term effects. There's rumours he's been having afternoon naps every now and again. Is there any substance to them, Freddie? I think I think there is some substance. I mean, I, I don't know about the naps. I wasn't able to confirm the naps. that They were adamantly denied, which suggests they're probably true. But I think, yes, he, he had a near brush with death, and... He was clearly not quite right. You could see it. You didn't have to be an insider to know it. And he's very sort of macho and proud of how, how strong his antibodies are and all that sort of stuff. But I think it obviously took some physical toll on him. And he did seem to recover towards the end of last year. And then I think perhaps his mood slumped a little bit towards December, November, December. That's what some sources told me and that you know, his health regime, he went on a big sort of fitness drive to try and get his body back into shape. And there was a lot of hype around that, a lot of talk about that. But I think towards the end of the year, that slightly fell away. And I think the the, the battle over the, the vote leave wars, the ousting of Lee Kane, Dominic Cummings, and the battle between his fiance and the closest thing he had to friends in politics, I think it took its toll on him. It's not a normal life, is it, when you're the prime minister or the prime minister's partner? Is there any time for them to do normal couple things? Can they do that sort of thing? I think so. Uh, I think in the piece I mentioned, they do barbecues. I think they like to get away to checkers as much as possible. But Carrie's very millennial, I think. In and I, I don't mean this cynically. I, I think she's very much a she's a you know big Instagram person. Well, she was a big Instagram person. She likes to you know, socialise through social media, but that also means having a normal social life in normal times. So, yeah, I guess they're trying to have a normal life, so so is everyone, but it's it's just particularly, it's always hard when you're a prime minister, and it's particularly hard when you're a prime minister in lockdown. And there's a baby there too, little Wilfred, I'm sure he's making his own demands, and there's children next door, the Sunaks. It's a very young Downing Street at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, it's very young, isn't it? That's an interesting part of it. I mean, I think there is sort of whispers that the Sunaks are a bit cross, that they're having to live in the smaller flat while Carrie Burroughs, the baby and the dog, are in the bigger number 11 flat. But I don't think that's a serious source of resentment. I think it's um, their, their relationship is fairly amicable, apart from the fact that Rishi doesn't get on with the dog. Well, that's the next question I was going to ask you, Freddie, because the hot gossip is that Carrie Simmons doesn't like Dylan the dog. Is that true? I'd like to claim that uh, as, a, as a scoop, that the dog is the source of so much tension in Downing Street. But I think it's it's been a sort of bubbling story for a year that's always revolved itself around Dylan the dog, that, you know, some staffers feel that if they get on the wrong side of Dylan the dog, they're going to get on the wrong side of Carrie Simmons. And then that the, 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 the dog is sort of a, a kind of agent of of Carrie Simmons's influence in number 10. And of course, she was cross. She was upset. Um, this came out that she was upset at a story that suggested that she was she had fallen out with the little dog. She was no longer interested in Dylan the dog because um, Carrie Simmons prides herself on being uh, a big supporter of animals and the natural world. So I think that story really stung her and was maybe even put into the press by somebody who wanted to sting her. 
And that's The Leader. We're back tomorrow at 4pm. Subscribe and you won't miss our news, analysis, commentary and interviews every day. Just hit the button and I'll see you then. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.